are listening to another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast, where we cover all things business, mindset, self-love, and being a powerful fucking woman. Brought to you by Social Babes Co. If you would like to be part of a fire community that's all about growing and glowing together, make sure you check out the Social Babes Sorority Club, our monthly membership for women in business. My name is Brittany Megan, and I will be your host. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, social babes, welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited for today's episode because today we have a good friend of mine. Her name is Sharde Rael, and she is the host of the Feel Good Naked podcast, and she helps women feel good naked. Sharde is also a certified wellness coach, nutritional specialist, and personal trainer who has helped over 400 women find a sustainable, healthy lifestyle for the past eight years. Hey, girl, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Hello. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. Of course. Of course. When we were literally, when we met in Clubhouse, I was thinking, oh my goodness, I feel like this is such a juicy podcast episode because who doesn't want to feel good naked, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's the truth too, isn't it? A hundred percent. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about yourself and how you got started with your brand? Yeah, of course. So I was actually studying to be a diplomat. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Which is crazy. Like completely different from what I'm doing. They didn't talk much about naked in, in that job. Um, I was studying to be a diplomat. I was going to get into politics. That was my whole education, studied for it, did all the internships for it. And then just gradually kind of realized it wasn't the calling for me, partly because I don't follow rules very well. <laughs> So it's kind of the beginning of let's see what other paths there are. And I had the opportunity to interview a bunch of different entrepreneurs. And that kind of was my calling where I said, okay, these are these people that can go and build their own lives. They can make whatever their visions are come alive. And they have the freedom to really decide what is the culture around that and what kind of people do they work with? It seemed a lot more fulfilling to me. And so that was the path that was kind of always at the back of my head, but it took me a few years to have the courage to really act on it. So I still went in and did like typical job nine to five, nine to eight, really, because it was New York. (laughs) Um, And, but in the back of my head, this was always there of, oh, okay, I, at some point I want to start my own business. At some point I want to do this, but I wasn't sure what that would look like. I had no idea. I had no business experience. You know, I studied it, like I said, (laughs) diplomacy. So it came about because I was working at this really awful company and I won't say any names because it's a fairly big one. And I was really unhappy and I was burning out. And I realized that I wasn't able to take care of myself at all. I didn't feel good about myself internally or externally and had a bit of a burnout breakdown. And that was when I went to my happy place. I quit my job, went to my happy place, which is Brazil. (laughs) It was like, I had no plans. I just got this open-ended ticket. I'm part Brazilian, I should mention. So it's not completely random that I would go there. And I went there. I was like, I'm just going to go and see what happens. And while I was there, it was kind of this reminder because it wasn't my first time going, but I had kind of forgot. It was this reminder of, 
how much there's this focus on health and wellness and feeling sexy and feeling good, how much it is a part of daily life there, because I was in Rio specifically. And it made me refocus on myself again and just being surrounded by so many people where work is part of life, but also so much was the way that they felt and the way that they dressed and the confidence that they exuded. It made me think, you know, I want to capture this, like this feeling, and I want to bring it back with me to the States. And that ended up being my company that I created almost eight years ago now. That is insane. And it's so crazy how you were talking about just in different areas of the world, how the focus is different, like what's important to us changes. And I feel like here in Canada, in America, like in these, you know, countries where we're all living such a busy lifestyle, we forget how important it is to focus on the inside first and how we're feeling. A hundred percent. I mean, it's just incredible. The difference is we focus so much on health from a very external standpoint, like what am I eating? Um, how am I training? But we don't actually look at why are we doing it? What's going to make us feel good? What really matters to us? Uh, those areas are so much more important. And it's just, yeah, this was, you know, like I said, almost eight years ago. And it's sad that the shift is still not that big (laughs) into that way of thinking it's coming, but it is really delayed. A hundred percent. And I feel like we're getting more and more and more like accustomed to this way of thinking just in general, even as women, because the more time that goes by, like, you know, we see now like self-love even is such a big movement and back five, 10 years ago, that wasn't really a thing. Like nobody really talked openly about self-love. So I a hundred percent am following exactly what you're saying. And fast forward to now, obviously you have this amazing brand and your entire mission is to help women feel good naked. So tell us a little bit about that. Tell us like, what does it mean to feel good naked? Ooh, it gets to the juicy stuff. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So when I first got into fitness, because it was always kind of a hobby of mine, but when I actually got certified and did the coaching, which was about, about eight years ago when I started, There was still, as still exists, this big focus on nutrition and workouts, but that doesn't necessarily make you feel good naked. And you see that when you talk to some people and you even see it on Instagram where people will look amazing by society's standards and they're doing everything, working out all the time, eating however they're supposed to supposedly, and they still don't feel good naked. They don't feel confident. They still find areas that they don't feel comfortable with. So it shows you that feeling good naked is much deeper than just how you look or what you're doing health-wise. It really goes into multiple areas. So for me, over the last eight years and working with different women, I basically found there's seven different areas that contribute to your confidence, your self-esteem, to your health. And it's not just nutrition and fitness, which are really only two of them. So my goal is to help women on all seven of them, which includes things like mindset and habits and your relationship to food and the way you think of your body in addition to just how you eat and how you train. 
I love that so much. And it's so true because I even know from my experience and talking with girlfriends of mine that sometimes like the skinniest we've ever been, the most fit that we've ever been has also been the time that we felt the shittiest about ourselves. And how crazy is that? Like when you think of that, because I feel like, especially as women, like, you know, we're, we're so caught up in like our bodies and how it's supposed to look. And that kind of type of mindset versus how we feel, no matter what our size is. It's just so crazy to think about how you literally could have the body of a supermodel, but still feel so shitty about yourself and not love your naked body. Like how crazy is that? It, and it's so, oh my gosh, it's so common too. I've, I know people personally who are still this way, who were this way. I've lived with people who were this way. And you just look at them and you think you have the body that every single person would want and you don't even see it. You don't even see it. You just pick the one thing that's off about it uh, to you that maybe no one even notices. And so that's why it's just kind of, if you don't do the internal work, thinking about the way your self-confidence is, the way you feel about food, the way you feel about yourself, it doesn't matter what the outside looks like. It really doesn't. Right, right. A hundred percent. So I've got a question for you. Why do you think mindset plays such a big part in how we feel about ourselves? So it's almost like if you go back to when you were a kid, when you're really young and you think about how did you think about food? How did you think about what you wore? How did you think about your body? If you really go back, you probably don't remember even thinking about it. It probably didn't even occur to you what your clothes looked like. You probably had a crazy assortment of clothes you wore. You probably didn't notice how your body was different from other kids. And you probably didn't really think about, oh, I should eat this cupcake or not. It didn't occur to you. And it's almost as if over time, especially as women, we keep hearing this messaging from friends, from society, from men, like over and over again about the way that we're supposed to be. And so each year you add on these new beliefs, these new rules, and it's all mental. It doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do really with what, how your body's changing. It's more like what you think about your body or what you've heard you should think. So all of the issues that we have with ourselves are actually come from these years of hearing, oh, you're not thin enough. Oh, you shouldn't be eating those cupcakes. Carbs are bad. Like, all that stuff, it builds up. And so the only way to really feel good naked again and to feel neutral, at least, to not care so much or obsess about how much you, how you look is to remove those thoughts and those beliefs one by one, which is really hard work. And that's why most people would rather do the diets because that seems easier. Right, right. And it's so crazy. I think I heard this statistic the other day where at any given point, and guys, I might be wrong when I say this, but I'm pretty sure this is what I heard. At any given time, 70% of women are wrapped up in the thought of a diet or what they shouldn't be eating. Like 70% of women at any time are thinking about that. How crazy is that? Is not, I'm mean, that doesn't surprise me. I, I'm surprised it's not higher. It's so crazy. <laughs> it's just, 
It is. Because if you think about, I think they determined how many thoughts you have in a day. And I can't remember how much it is the average. But to think that what a high percentage of that, too, is probably about your body or how you're not good enough or what you should eat. That's really sad in some ways that it's not focused on other things, because especially as women, I'm sure it's skewed much more for us than it is for men. A hundred percent. So my question for you is, what would you say to the women who are listening that are like, oh my God, I relate, I relate, I relate, but they need, they want to ditch this like diet culture or constantly feeling like they're so wrapped up in, you know, what they should or shouldn't be eating, but still want to be healthy. Like, what would you suggest? Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Cause it's oftentimes we don't know how to be healthy without tracking every single bit of food because we haven't really learned or we've forgotten how to do it. So the biggest thing that I can recommend, well, it's really two things because it's about awareness and knowledge. So the first thing is definitely read up on intuitive eating and mindful eating. Those are two really important concepts that have grown so much. There's a lot of podcasts, a lot of books about it, and that really walks you through the approach of eating in a way that nourishes your body rather than restricts it. So that is a really good thing to start with. You can ease it. There's so many books. I mean, I can't even recommend because there's hundreds now. And then the second thing, which is a little bit more challenging, but will make a huge difference, which will really be eye-opening, is to sit with yourself throughout the week whenever you're journaling, if you have that as part of your morning or your evening, and actually write down the different parts of your day where you noticed how you thought about food, maybe moments when you were stress eating or emotionally eating, noticing moments when you use food for anything beyond hunger, noticing different things that you did when you criticized your body, just being aware without judgment, not saying I shouldn't do this, but just being aware. And then after about, I'd say five days of doing it, so you could do it Monday to Friday, review, look what you wrote down. What did you say? Like, what are the patterns there? And start to work on that. Because what people will find is that when you start to address these food rules and these food issues, you will actually end up eating healthier naturally because you won't be so prone to snacking when you're not actually hungry, to binging because you're not supposed to have something and you finally get it. Those behaviors that take you out of balance, you start to moderate. So that is really the most powerful thing that you can do. Those two things. I love that so much. And I feel like it's so true. And I feel like we can all relate to this, especially the binging. Like when we're so stuck on like no carbs, no sugar, no processed foods, no this, no that. And then, you know, you have that momentary like lapse where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to have a little bit. You almost feel like you got to overindulge because you've like starved yourself of that specific kind of enjoyable food, right? Yeah. I mean, you've put yourself essentially in starvation. Well, not starvation, but that's not the right word. It's more like you've put yourself in this deprivation mindset where I'm not allowed to have this. So just psychologically, when you do that, it's almost as if I don't know when I'm going to get this again because I'm not allowed to have it. So I better make the most. Right. I better finish that. <laughs> right. And it's like, if we didn't put that limitation to begin with, we probably wouldn't have had as much of that specific kind of food. Right. Like it's, it's just so crazy how yeah. much 
our mindset plays into this. And I think that's something that you said over this entire episode so far. So my next question for you is, you know, when it comes to especially our audience, like they are busy business women, how do you still prioritize like wellness and your health when you don't have a crazy schedule to kind of, or you don't have an open schedule to work with? Oh, this is such a good question. <laughs> uh, I know how hard it is because I was I was living that life before I went into coaching. So I know how hard it is. Um, the first thing is, is that you don't actually need as much time as you think you do for fitness in particular, right? A lot of people say, oh, I don't have an hour, I don't have 45 minutes to work out. And that's okay. I mean, one of the big things that I teach women to do is, you know, train three hours or less per week. So those are like 30 minute sessions, which are usually easy to fit into your day. So it's just about managing your time. And there's something that I do called, I should send you a link for this actually, it's called color mapping. So it's a way where you can kind of visually see where your time is spent and where you can put in little moments to take care of yourself. Even if it's just five minutes to meditate, 10 minutes to stretch, finding a way to fit that into your schedule and actually write it in there is going to allow you to do everything you need to do, but also to, to focus on yourself. Because when you're busy, like if you don't put it in there, it's not going to happen. <laughs> right. I love that so much. And it's so funny because I always say we have the same 24 hours in the day as Beyonce. Some of you guys are probably listening and you're like, yeah, but Beyonce has a personal chef and a trainer that probably comes with her everywhere she goes. But I think it's like so important to keep in mind that we really do have the power to make time for the things that are important for us. And when you're not taking the time for your health, your wellness to recharge for yourself, you're basically letting your body know that it's not number one. It's not a priority. And that's the thing that takes you where you want to go in life, right? Yeah, so much so. And also that allows you to actually perform your best, especially if you're running your own business or you're leading a team, you have to be energized. You have to be resting. You, you have to really be at your top level as much as you can, or you're going to burn out. A hundred percent. I love that so much. So Sade, what are your favorite ways to move your body? Like, is there something that you love doing more than anything else? I love to dance, shake my hips. Yes. <laughs> this is the best, honestly, like just throwing on your favorite songs. And for me, I love like twerking in the mirror. Like that's my <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I mean, any type of dance when I, when I actually design workouts, I try to think about it from a dance mentality as well. So like, how can you make it feel like it's flowing and like, it's very natural because people tend to enjoy that just a lot more, uh, or twerking. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. And it's just like such an easy, fun way to work out, like without feeling like, it's, it's a hassle or that you need a lot of time to do it because when you're dancing, like the time just flows by, like you don't even realize where the time is going. Exactly. That's, and that is the best kind of workout. A hundred percent. And what are some of your top tips for women who want to feel good naked? This is the, your specialty. I mean, you're all about helping women feel good naked. So we're all ears, girl. We want to know all the juicy tips. (laughs) 
I mean, there's so many things that you can start to do small steps to get you in that direction. Because uh, we talked about some of the heavier things, but let's just say small, simple things you can start to do. One, which is going to seem weird because we're talking about feeling good naked, is to actually pay attention to the way that you dress. And I know that seems weird, but you're like, but I, I want to feel good naked. A lot of times too, you know, you're wearing clothes. So feeling a certain way that brings out your confidence in them, that makes you feel good in them, the colors you like, that's a really small step because so often we kind of hide away behind our clothing, especially when we don't feel good naked. So that external bit is a really easy thing you can do is just think about what's your favorite outfit. Even if you're at home wearing it, like put it on one day, <laughs> start to take care of the way that you are for yourself, not for anyone else. And then another really good tip that I like to say to people is, and this is kind of a scary one, but it, it does really help, is to actually stand in front of a mirror naked without criticizing. And that is terrifying, right? <laughs> that is definitely a hard one. I think um, especially any woman who is struggling to stand there and stare at yourself it can sometimes be like the worst thing because the thoughts that will come through your head. But I think that there's something to be said. And a couple episodes back, we actually had a guest who, Sharday, you need to connect with her. Her name is Shannon Griffin. And she is like, the queen of just, she does boudoir photography. So she is like the queen of helping women, like just step into who they are. And I remember she was telling us a story a couple of episodes back of a woman, a mom who, you know, had cellulite and she wasn't feeling her best and she never used to want to look at herself. But the more that she forced herself to look at herself in the mirror, the more that she started to say, okay, you know what? Yes, my boobs might be a little saggy, but they also fed my children and made them strong, right? So being able to actually look at ourselves and wrap our heads around the things that make us feel so insecure and take a different look at them, I feel like is such a strong thing to do. That's, I love that you said that because that's an amazing example is, is reframing what you say. So you don't say, oh, my boobs are too saggy. It's no, I gave life to kids with these. I'm proud of that experience. You know, and I, I have an episode that I talk about this in my podcast where I lost a lot of weight when I was fairly young. And so I have these really, <laughs> they look like claw marks almost on my thighs, which are stretch marks. And for the longest time, I was so embarrassed. I mean, I wouldn't wear shorts. I wouldn't show them. It was really an uncomfortable area for me. But I started to look at them and say, okay, like I have this because I chose to start being active and fit. And this is what happened. Like, this is my, my badge of work. <laughs> So, and I mean, the big thing like we've been talking about is if you can't look in the mirror naked now, or even if you don't feel comfortable naked, maybe just, you know, a negligee or something else is fine. If you can't do it now, there's no guarantee that once you do get to the shape you want to be, that you actually feel good then either. 
So it's important to accept where you are and, and honor those warrior marks. Yes, I love that so much. I've got goosebumps. And I feel like I want to also say what you were saying about like even just wearing clothes that make you feel good. Like, guys, if you have gained a little bit of weight and you're still wearing the clothes that are, you know, smaller for you or you don't feel the best in them or they don't make you feel comfortable, they're not flattering your body. Like, don't be afraid to go and get new clothes that make you feel good. I feel like we constantly want to like hold on to, you know, the past or these clothes. Like I know we all have that pair of jeans in our closet. That's like, we're hoping one day we're going to get back into them. Right. But I mean, if something is not making you feel good, especially when it comes to clothing, don't be afraid to go and get new things that flatter your body now and make you feel like the confident woman that you are. Yes. And because the thing too that people don't realize is, is that if you do that, what you're saying and you start to take care of your confidence now and you accept that, okay, I need to get maybe a, the next size up or the next few sizes up. You create this confidence where you want to take care of yourself and you actually encourage the behavior you want anyway to maybe at one point get back into the genes. But even if you don't, it doesn't matter because the end goal is just to feel good anyway. So that can be at the size you thought or maybe a completely different one. I love that. This is so powerful. This has been such a juicy episode. I have one last question for you and it's what is your favorite boss girl quote and why? Yeah, you had to ask me this. I have to really think about it. I don't know. What are some of the, what are some of your favorites that you've heard before? Oh my goodness. I feel like nobody ever asks me this. So now I'm stuck. (laughs) We've heard like a lot of good quotes on the podcast. I mean, my personal favorite is probably always be a stiletto in a room full of flats. Um, But I feel like it's definitely got to be something that's personal to you. I really like that one. That one's a hard one to beat. (laughs) I think I'm pulling a Marilyn Monroe quote because... I I know that she's a controversial person, but I do really respect what she was doing at the era she was doing it in. So there's something around shoes that she says as well. And I think it's something like give a woman or give a girl the right pair of shoes and she'll conquer the world. And I love that because that's not the shoes, you know, they can be yes. metaphorical. <laughs> Yes, it's so true. And I love that so much. I think that there's so much power in just stepping into, you know, what it is that you have to offer. And it's so funny because when you were like saying, hmm, what quote do I want to choose? I actually thought of one for you and I want to share it with you because maybe you're going to take this and run with it. But I think even leaving everyone with you deserve to feel good naked. Yes. We've given you guys the juiciest quotes in this episode. My Lord. (laughs) Okay. So Sharday, tell us how we can stay connected with you, where we can find you. If you have any upcoming, exciting things we should know about, tell us all the things. Sure. So there are two places that you can find me on Instagram. It's with my main brand, which is Corpal Fitness. Uh, and it's also my website is corpalfitness.com. But you can also find me on my podcast, which is Feel Good Naked without the E. 
and we've got weekly episodes there. The big thing that I have coming out is actually related to nutrition, but I'm showing people how to plan meals for 30 days, make it interesting and to do it without any calories or macros or counting or anything like that. (laughs) And the details about that are on my website. That is so amazing, guys. You heard Charday. Make sure you go ahead, give her a follow, connect with her. And I mean, definitely check out this meal planning thing that she's got going on. I know I am because anything to help a sister out, let me tell you, especially when it comes to health and wellness. Thank you so much, Charday. It was such an honor and pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you loved it, make sure you share it to your Instagram stories. And until next time, stay social. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you share it to your Instagram stories and tag us. That way we can share the love. But before you go, if you are craving to be part of a girl gang that's all about growing and glowing together, the sorority club is totally for you. We have jam-packed this membership with everything that you need to stay inspired and accountable throughout your entire journey to becoming the powerful social babe that you were born to be. Follow the link in our show notes for more information and use the code HeySocialBabes at checkout to join for just $7 for your first month. We hope to see you on the inside, babe. Until next time, stay social.